Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. G'day everyone, Nick from the Talking Power Podcast, thanks for tuning in. Episode 51 is uh, quite a long podcast, but there's good reason for that. Uh, the first 15 minutes we give you a blow, 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 uh, detailed account of how we went down to the track. Uh, it was recorded down the track on the weekend with the BA, so we'll just give you an account of how we went uh, after each pass. That only goes for about 15 minutes, but I urge you to listen to the uh, hour after that we talked with Anthony Begley uh, about a whole lot of things not just about his blow up I think if you look at what Anthony's done over the years um, his story is incredible his family story is incredible um, and he does a lot of work with a variety club as well so we chat all about that and he also talks about some of the future plans he's got coming up so we're really looking forward to that so I urge um, all of you to tune in to the whole podcast, maybe listen to it in, you know, 20-minute uh, intervals. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's uh, Nick and Simon here from the Talking Power Podcast, episode 51. We are at the track. We're live down here at the Perth Motorplex, and the BA, Baracus, has made its debut in was, radials. When you say we're live, yeah, we're you're not, not, you're not, you're not joking. We're, you're not, <laughs> I'm very much alive after that pass. <laughs> So, so tell us, so tell us what happened. Well, first of all, the first run was just a catastrophe. We we had a um, a tiny oil leak that probably you know we should have just left. The guys tried to fix it and they fixed it all right. They fixed it so <laughs> I got sprayed with all the transmission fluid. <laughs> um, so we were in dire straits because we we couldn't get any fittings to um, get it all back together. And I'll be honest with you, I threw in the towel. Perseverance and my guys in particular, uh, Brenton and, and uh, Gav and Dave, Trev, hey, who's going off? Oh, hang All on a sec. We have to break. We'll resume this in a minute. Brenton has spoken. Okay, so Brenton had to get a message across to Simon, so he's back. Yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't have gone, ugly things would have happened to me. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> hey, so yeah, we got up to basically saying first run. What happened was a bit yeah, of a so leak. Basically the just let them do their burnout. Basically the little bit of a um, you know moistness, yep. let's call it, <laughs> turned into a gushing river. <laughs> so I, I've asked the crew in future not to fix things like that. <laughs> anyway, so so the like I said, Breton, uh, Dave, Trev, all the guys, Gav. Uh, they all, Matt, everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone chipped in. They raced George, around. George, George the whole lot. Yep. They raced around Scotty. the pits. Scotty. 
Uh, did I miss anyone? Mil. Yeah, <laughs> so, so they've raced around the pits. I'm just having a look. And they've um, got some fittings and hoses and jury rigged this setup um, that wouldn't leak. And we've gone back out. Uh, and, and I said to the guys, look, rather than us try to get this to work with all the, you know, fancy modules and everything, how yeah. about we just turn everything off and I drive it with my right foot? Yeah. Because I, I was fairly confident that I could get it to go down the track at some sort of reasonable, yep. you know, elapsed time. So um, uh, I, I left just, just off clean idle. It was about 2,000. Yeah. Right, trans brake on. Uh, rolled into it. 60 foot was ridiculously slow, like a 140 yeah, or something. It looks slow on the video. Actually, I've watched the video back on that camera. It's and um, just tried to roll in into it. Uh, all right, I need to panel beat this. Just, just two secs. So yeah. the the carbon splitter uh, underneath yep. the front end has um, torn itself off, <laughs> and. Um, it's, it's smashed into some of the tin work, so we've just got to do some emergency repairs. I'll, I'll be back in a moment. No worries. And they're gone. And they're gone. <laughs> it's a hectic pace out here. It is. It's all happening tonight. So, yep. so um, uh, the the thing basically was, was going on the electronics, yep. right? And it smoked the tyres from the start line to the finish line. Mm -hmm. and, and once the trans fluid got to the level where there's some... Uh, holes basically in the floor. Yep. Um, it sprayed the back tyres. Car got very crossed up. Mm, um, yeah, it did. Too, it was a you? lot of fun to drive. Uh, but yeah, after that run, I was feeling pretty, pretty tired and just worn out. Now, yeah. now I'm running on pure adrenaline, 100 <laughs> adrenaline. I think I am as well. To be Hi highly recommend it. Anyway, so the boys have rummaged around the pits. Mm. Uh, got a bit from Zap, a bit from Delcaro, a bit from yep. somewhere else, you know, and uh, jury rigged this thing. Basically, didn't rely on any of the electronics. Just drove it off the right foot. Yep. I was actually only at wide open throttle for 1.5 seconds of the run. Really? Yep. Okay. Right? Uh, the data is there. Yeah. Most of the run, I had less than 25% throttle on board. Wow. And yeah. it still blew the tyres yeah. off. So we've got some um, work to do with the fall link. Yeah. I'm not really sure where we're going to go because I can't drop the top bar any lower. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, but it went 780, which is not that good. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of these radio guys would be pretty stoked with 780. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> but, 780. Where's the? Oh, I haven't got the time. I was but but the speed, the speed, 209 mile an hour. Now tell me, is that some? Do, do we know if that's some sort of record or? I I don't know of any radio cars in Western Australia that have gone. Yeah, okay. That fast. I mean. I, I can't confirm that, yeah, no, but I was pretty I. impressed. For the metric uh, millennials out there, it's 330 kilometres an hour. Yeah. So you think about that. It was only wide open for one and a half seconds. Our, our goal is to run into the fives with this. And I know 780 to yeah. 580, that's, that's worlds away. And obviously, I'm getting a handle on these tyres, um, what you've got to do, how you've got to treat them. I expected them to be pretty sticky, yeah. but I think they must rely on how much VHT, glue, in yeah. other words, that you put yeah. down on a track on track preparation. Mm. So um, now now what's happened, which is interesting, which I find quite amusing, anyone that, that knows me knows that I've been, I've been driving for, you know, a quarter of a century and I've driven everything, basically everything you can drive. I haven't driven dragsters yet, but I'm sure when I'm a pensioner, yeah. I'll drive a dragster. <laughs> so... So, unless it's a top fuel one. I'll drive one now, if anyone's got to drive for me. But anyway, 
So, you know, this car I'm very familiar with. People yep. have seen me get it crossed up sideways on numerous occasions, sparks coming off the headers, etc. Um, it came as a shock to me that the uh, track manager actually uh, asked that I do uh, licensing again. So he went to Andre, our governing body. So... So Andra, Andra being, you know, smart, they, they basically said, well, you know, we think he just needs a familiarisation pass. Yeah. So um, they want me to do another one. And you know what, Nick? I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm hanging out to get out there and do another one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if I can pedal it even harder. So I did a bit of a deal with the Andrew guys earlier. I said, look, you know, because they said, listen, if it blows the tyres off, you've got to get off. And I said, I'll do that, right, under one condition. They said, what's that? And I said that I can get back on it. <laughs> right. So I've kept it off the wall. Um, now, something weird happened in the braking area, which I experienced on the very first run that I did in that yeah, car. Yeah, I remember right? you were saying that story. Yes. It picked, it picked the, the back of the car up and got really out of control. This time, I had the foresight to let go of the brake lever <laughs> and grab the steering wheel. <laughs> so it was a bit of fun bouncing around there through the top end, but... Uh, we got it done. We it tore did. the splitter off, which yeah. is sad. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see how it handles without the splitter. Yeah. Be a whole different ball game. I saw bits of carbon fibre and crap flying everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Went sparks. everywhere. Spark. But, yeah. you know, we like to put on a show. Yeah, a bit of a show. That's what we're all about. Yeah. Talking power. There's a bit of a crowd. Decent. Not a, not a <laughs> big crowd here tonight, but there's a reasonable crowd. So, so, yeah, fingers crossed everyone will get their stuff done. We'll, we'll get to tow out and do a grudgy. Yep. Another solo. Yep. And uh, we'll see if we can do better than a 780 and yeah. maybe even uh, push push over 209. Yeah. Maybe go 220, 230. Yeah. See how we go. So, I'll see you at the track. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Take care. See ya. All right. It's the completion of the evening. We've um, done three runs today. So we'll get Simon to give you a wrap up. So uh, on the last run, because you already know about the other two, <laughs> on the last run, uh, I was, look, I didn't drive it properly. It's my fault. I, um, we put a tune up in it that was, you know, basically Brenton pulled all the power out. And, um, and that's Tim now, yeah, Tim now. Yeah, I thought I was a bit worried too. Um, so yeah, basically the last run, he pulled a heap of power out early on in the run, and I could have gotten to wide open throttle a lot earlier than I did. Uh, so Nick's gonna post up the data log from that last run because it is hilarious, really, when you look at it. With a supercharged engine, if the if the butterflies aren't open, you're not going to make the boost. Um, so it only had actually one second of wide open throttle. The rest of the time, the throttle's at around about 20, 25%. So, and the boost curve, you know, shows that accordingly because mo most of the run, the boost's only at about 18 to 20 pounds. So anyway, we managed to go, I think it was 751, yeah, yeah yep. at uh, 209. I'm still getting my head around the first 60 foot. We made some suspension changes, but we still... We've got to go and really study that and work it out. Maybe, I think maybe you just can't run that hard when the track's not there. Wasn't that 1.4 or 
Or was it 1-4 or 1-6 to the 60-foot? 1-4 one, one on that last pass. But that car should go 0.9 if, it's, if there's a good track. Now, I don't know whether we'll ever see a track like that, but there's plenty of other cars going 1-2. So I would imagine with the power that we've got, we should be able to go 1-1. One, one. Harry's car went 1-1, one, one, yeah. you know, and that's a big, heavy car. Maybe maybe weight's an advantage in this yeah. car. Anyway, yeah. so um, look, 7.51, third pass on radials, and we're in, I believe, the West Australian top 10 list, third spot now, yep. Yep. I believe so. So I'm pretty happy with that. What about yourself? I'm extremely happy and uh, you should be proud of the work you've done and the team as well over there. They're loading up. They're actually working while we're chatting and gas bagging here. But the team have done a magnificent job. There's a group of guys over there and some of them have already gone home but have really strung this together. I'm trying to talk into the microphone. Have really strung this together and have done an absolutely magnificent job. So I'd like to thank all of those guys because when they're working for even crewing on the car they're promoting our name our names on the side of the car so i really appreciate all those all those things that those guys did for us over the last few weeks so and this guy as well like a mammoth amount of work that he's done on the car so i think you've done well also i want to shout out to ray treasure as well for getting us involved here tonight as well and getting me um media credentials in here as well and all the staff at the motorplex have been really helpful and also the andrew staff as well we had andrew over here a couple of times tonight uh just giving a bit of guidance and not so much guidance but a bit of direction and their their thoughts on things we really do appreciate things you're doing so uh, the next meeting might be the western nationals warm-up I think that's normally what they call it, which is usually the Wednesday before the Westerns. My biggest problem is that because we're not professionals, well, well, actually, I speak for you in that sense. But anyway, anyway, um, everyone works day jobs, so I've got to try and round up a crew um, because I've, I'm feeling a bit more confident. That last run, I'm sure that if I had got on it where I should have gotten on it, it probably would have gone to 660. So it's a bit of a shame. I feel like I let the team down, but, um, you know, look, we'll get there. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know that there's too many guys with a new combo that have come down here and gone as quick on radials as we have, um, you know. That, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, um, 209, 208 mile per hour, those two passes, I don't think there's anyone in WA that's gone near that in mile an hour. So it won't take us long to get the ET. I'd like to think that one day we can take the car out to Swan Hill, somewhere where they, they really pour the, you know, the, a radial-friendly track, let's yeah. call it, and uh, maybe have a crack at the world record because I think the car's got it in it. Yeah. So um, anyway, look, um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you at the track. We'll see you soon, everyone. And thanks to all the people that came down here tonight to say hello as well. There was a number of listeners that came down here tonight. You know who you are. We really appreciate your um, your efforts in coming down here and coming in to say hello. We'll see you soon. Take care. Hey, Anthony. How you going, boy? Good, good. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast for us. Um, much appreciated. No worries, mate. Hey, um, let's just kick off and I'm going to rattle off a uh, few classes and you tell me yay or nay if I've got this right or wrong top fuel yeah. nitro funny car yeah. top door slammer yep. top alcohol yeah super sedan yeah super street 
Yeah. Have I missed Double it? A funny car. Oh, double A funny yeah, car. Double a yeah, double A funny car. So competition eliminator. Yes. My apologies. There you go. I did miss one. Now, now, now he's, he's got me. He's got me on top fuel and nitro funny car, right? He's got me yeah. on competition eliminator, but he hasn't raced bikes yet. Uh, that's what I wouldn't mind. I want to have a go on a top fuel Harley. <laughs> you see, he's raining on my parade, Nick. He, he is. He is. You know, you know that's what that's what all these blow ups. Yeah, that's what all these that's blow ups what... are about. That's it, exactly. Getting used to it. <laughs> Hey Anthony, let's just—I mean—we'll we'll kick off with the elephant yeah. in the room, the big—the big, the big yeah. blow up at the Perth yeah. Motorplex a couple of weeks ago. Just, in yeah. my opinion, it's actually not your biggest blow up. I think if I wind my memory back, 2013 at Western Sydney, I thought that was a lot scarier and a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah, mate, definitely, Nick. It definitely was um, 2013. Mm. Um, this this one here, it basically it blew the the top off of the car, yep, and yep. Uh, and and pretty much went out. You know, it's it, like there was no flames, there was no anything. It, it pretty much well went bang, and mm. then it was all over. Mm. I, when I got out of the car, I got out of the car pretty well straight away, and there was a uh, a little bit of flame around about around the header on the left hand side, and that was about it. But um, Definitely, that one in uh, Sydney was probably the biggest one I've had. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, yeah, I was. Uh, it pretty much blew up at half track, which I think um, at the half track markers, I think the car was doing uh, about a bit over two hundred and fifty mile an hour mm. when it uh, when it went bang. So. You know, all I tried to do there was uh, get it soft. I couldn't see anything from almost the point of it going bang. And, um, yeah, no, it was definitely a big one, and that was probably a lot more scarier as far as, um, you know, you knew you had to get the car stopped. I was in the flames, obviously, from from that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in the flames until the car, till I safely got the car stopped. Yeah, and uh, got out of it, and I, I didn't. At one stage, I didn't even know how fast it was going due to the smoke and the mm. and the flame. It was uh, it was one of those things that you, your sense of uh, how fast you're going, or even where you're going, uh, was sort of uh, all out the door at yeah. that point. Yeah, that's if, the... if I if I remember correctly, that that uh, was uh, broadcast live over the internet and I was watching it because only a few weeks earlier you and I were racing each other and I had that big um, top yep, end and I thought, right. Anthony, he's always got to outdo me this bloke. He's always <laughs> got to outdo me. But at the time, I've got to be honest with you, Anthony, I, I feared for your life because it's one thing to be on fire. We wear all the protective gear. We've got the fire systems on board. But Nitro at 250 miles an hour with all that air, that fire must have been incredibly hot and I remember watching you get out of the funny car and run over to the fireys and you were waving your hands in front of them obviously the heat uh, uh, yeah. had come through the, the gloves um, yeah. just incredible for you to to manage to pull it up and and be so you know calm about the the whole thing in that intense heat mm. yeah look the the thing with it is and you know this is the thing about all these uh, 
that, um, you know, some people go, you know, think things like these blindfold tests and that sometimes they think they're a waste of time. But, you know, definitely in situations like that where you know your car, um, it definitely helps because it's right when you're... uh, when you're blinded, your senses are, are gone. And all I could feel was obviously the more time I spent in the flames, the more, the hotter my suit got. And to the point where, you know, when I got out of that car, it was almost unbearable. Mm. And uh, and when I, I was talking to people later, um, you know, I was, when I was over in America on a race a few years ago, I was talking to the Simpson guy over there, and he was pretty much saying, you know, those suits will be good for probably 40 seconds in the flames. And uh, and I know I was in there for the best part of 30. Yeah. So possibly even more, you know. Um, but it's it's one of those things, you know, the adrenaline's there. It seems to kick in. And uh, when it kicks in, I think uh, it's like everything. You, your mind, your body goes to another level. And I guess when it comes down to experience, the more experience you've got, the uh, the I guess the calmer you are, and the you know, um, and the the more the better decisions you can make. Yeah, so yeah. No, it was, uh, as I said, I thought that one was a, a lot scarier. This one here, I mean, we got some great photos of it. Well, Phil Lawyer did. He's obviously captured the moment yep. and uh, made the front of the West Australian over here, uh, which is... Yeah, uh, I, I've got to stop you there, Nick. Mm-hmm. I've got I've to ask you guys, right? We, we, the three of us are big drag racing fans. And yep. over the years, Carcraft, Hot Rod Magazine, National Dragster, uh, Australian Dragster, we've seen literally millions of photos i'm going to put it to you guys that is the best blow-up photo i've ever seen in my entire life and for me the quintessential part is the valve springs (laughs) drifting off into the sunset (laughs) would you guys agree with that statement i do actually i think and and i said it in our podcast last week i think it'll be remembered as uh, that'll go around the world that photo for many many years to come especially with the internet these days yeah, yeah. Well, look, I got a, um, you know, I've, I got sent a screenshot um, of a paper in Germany yep. um, that um, I had the three photos on it. I've, I've got it on my phone now that I was absolutely amazed with. I can't understand the writing. It probably says something like, look at this idiot. Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, you know, it could say anything, but uh, I've got it there, so... And apparently that was a newspaper that somebody found in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and I'd spoken to some friends in America who had drag raced in America that reckon, you know, for the best part of that week later, um, every time that went anywhere near a drag racing it was, um, site or there was, um, they were going on about it. And, and, you know, realistically, I haven't, uh, I guess... We've seen some big blow-ups in America, and you know, comparing them against those, I think they're probably the same. Um, but I just think that the photo is what has done this and and said it all. Yeah. Because um, because you do get a lot of uh, you do get there are a lot of blow-ups that are probably not um, dissimilar to this. You know, I think it um, this shows. You know, in Australia, I don't think we've seen too many cars where um, physically bodies, especially nitro, 
bodies have blown off like that and been turned into Swiss cheese. But I think it's probably, uh, possibly, um, we've been seeing it a lot in America, probably over the last four or five years. And I, I guess, um, you know, that car that we've got has got all the late model um, Schumacher seven heads and probably got a bit more comp in it. Um, you know, bigger blowers, bigger fuel pumps. And I guess that's, you know, when you start to get to that, um, you know, you start having blow-ups like they have in America. Yeah. Things are, are not quite right. Yeah. yeah so, so. I, I was going to pull you up a, a little bit earlier when you said you got out of the car. I think a better description was you got out of the chassis because <laughs> there wasn't a lot left. Mate, mate, that's the easiest I've ever got out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to worry about too much. All I had to do was climb over the hand shield, which as I was getting out of the car, I noticed was pretty badly damaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Anthony, let's let's talk about um, uh, nitro funny cars that have a tendency of not blowing up, the, the outlaw nitro yeah. aeroflow yeah. deal. You, you're heavily involved in that, uh, not, not just racing the cars, but... Um, your own car as well, and also, um, you know, driving the cross, uh, cross country and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. It's really done a lot for drag racing. Do you, do you yeah. see it becoming the, the replacement for the big show cars? Look, I think it's a, it's a little bit different to the, to the big show cars. You know, they're almost a cross between a big show car and a top door slammer as such as you know you see them go down the track nine times out of ten mm-hmm. um don't get me wrong they still have their blow-ups and they still have their you know they still they still have you know accidents as such um and you know what I, I think you know they can be as dramatic as um as some of these big show ones are they uh they definitely um still a handful to drive and um, and a lot of fun to drive, um, and realistically, I I think the attraction of it is is um, the reliability of them, um, and you know the backing. You know Graham Graham Cowan has yeah. done a, a great job of making sure um, that this is um, the show. You know I guess he saw it as not only a a uh, I guess. A, um, a racer and a competitor, a long-time racer and long-time competitor, but also a fan of the sport. And mm. uh, he just wants to see it grow. He doesn't want to see it die, you know. And uh, and unfortunately, as, as we've seen over the last lot of years, you know, um, we've had a lot of uh, a, a lot of fighting and a lot of uh, different opinions and different people trying to pull different ways with our sport, which is just a real shame. And... Uh, I guess this sort of shows to the point that if somebody's got a vision, um, a vision and is willing to willing to put it all on the line for it, that you know people buy into it, and yeah. uh, you know that's exactly what we've done. You know, I love it. I love driving them. You know, I I just think they are an awesome thing. You know, they are they're out of control. They're still quick. You know, they're still really quick. Um, I um, I just love the body styles and all the different types of bodies and and the ranges you can have, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and and long term, I see it something that um, 
you know, before I retire from racing, I see myself and my kids all racing in the same meetings, you know, and uh, and that excites me. Well, um, speaking of your kids, your daughter Emma, she races in the same in the same uh, category as you in Let's Boogie. The, yeah. To Mustang yep. from memory, Mac One. Um, tell us Mac. a bit about how she's going in in that. Look, she um, she obviously we put her in the family car. Yeah. Um, and you know we we've had our our fair share of issues with it. You know the car started off really well when I got in it. Um, we seem to have a bit of a handle on it, and then all of a sudden, like um, like so often in drag racing, you can be on a great track one minute and all of a sudden there's a gremlin somewhere that you just cannot find and you know you can destroy a lot of money um yeah. just trying to find this this um this one problem and you know we uh unfortunately um fortunate unfortunately but fortunately for emma that um you know she 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 didn't get an easy her whole way through the license with that car she didn't get an easy um an easy run with it you know the car dropped cylinders on on one side and put her into the wall she um you know she had fires inside the car she had you know you name it she had it thrown at her she we had um at times where silly things you know like well, we couldn't get the car into reverse and then you know, we couldn't get the, the clutch pedal right and, um, you know, we've had to push her into full stage and, you know, she's just sat there as cool as a cucumber and we've said, look, we're going to push you into stage, it's a licence pass, you know, just drop that clutch and mash it. And yeah. she's done it. You know? mm. um, she's um, she's a funny kid, you know. she's uh, She does exactly what she said um, and I believe she's got a... Not only being biased as being a father, but I, I, I'm pretty sure Graham and other people have seen it as well. But um, she has, she's got a bit of talent yeah. to, to do it. She does all the she's right. She's definitely a, uh, a chip off the old block, that's for sure. And she certainly <laughs> has had her fair share of uh, what, what do they say, uh, uh, trial by fire? Is that, is that the right yeah. term? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Much as you don't want your kids, your family or anyone to have to go through some of those hard lessons. You know, you know we've, we've all seen plenty of times over the years where um, people have got got in cars, had cruisy runs, you know, they could go a season where a car just goes straight down the track, down the mm-hmm. middle of the track and they don't have to do a thing. Um, but when they have that one problem and it catches them out, it's it's really taught them nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, so, yep. So sometimes I believe, you know, the best way to to uh, to get familiar with a car and get better with a car is is to have the problems. And it it's not races in general. It's not what they want to do, but sometimes it's the best thing for them. Yeah, you know? certainly. But correct me if I'm wrong. Was a couple of five seventies at Perth in the last? Um, last yeah, minute? she ran a couple of five seventies. Yeah, she ran a couple of five seventies, but. What a lot of people don't know is in testing, she did a lot of testing in the car. Yeah. Um, she had, uh, you know, even though she'd had the experience with us, mm. um, she had um, she had probably one of the best opportunities of all of us in this uh, country that, um, you know, she got to drive and got 
got to spend a lot of one-on-one time with Graham. Yeah. You know, and uh, and as I said to her, you know, sometimes you've got to pinch yourself. You're a 20-year-old kid that has mm. got uh, Graham Cowan putting you in a car, yeah. looking after a car, tuning a car, putting you in the stage, adjusting your idle. I said, you know, there's a lot of races in this country and probably around the world that would dream for something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. And he he did spend, before she got in that car, he spent quite a bit of time with her, um, telling her, you know, going through and um, and I guess probably teaching her how he wants her to drive the car, not how we'd taught her. Yeah, you know, okay. we'd obviously given basics, but uh, he wanted the car driven a particular way and he expects his drivers to do things a certain way, you know, and uh, and that's something that I've has been hard for me with... Uh, you know, trying to get my head around it, but definitely a lot of the ways he does things from all those many years of experience have uh, have mm. been a great learning curve for, you know, someone yeah. as old as me now. But, um, yeah, look, as I said, as she, she got many, uh, she got a lot of laps with him earlier in the piece, and I think her third pass out in that car, I think was a 567, and oh, wow. I think... Wow. Fourth pass in the car, fifth pass in the car. I think uh, she did a flat five sixty. Oh wow! Two hundred. That's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, I think she did two hundred and sixty-two mile an hour, which mile an hour is definitely getting up there as well. Because at that point, when she'd run the flat five sixty, the best I'd run in LA Hooker was five fifty-eight, and I think I was about six mile an hour, six or seven mile an hour less than what she had done in that past. So, you know, even though she was slightly slower than on the ET, she was about five or six mile an hour quicker than what I'd ever been. I'd been driving the things for five years. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yes, but she did do a lot of testing and um, and she has had uh, a fair bit of time in the seat and she's had, you know, a fair bit of... She's, she's not only had the benefit of um, starting with me and and Damien Harris spending time with her, going through when she first started licensing in in Grooven, to um, Graham giving her a lot of time and a lot of education. And then she's, you know, she's had people like uh, Rick Gorsey, uh, she's had um, Shane Olive, and she's had, uh, you know, Morris and and the whole whole crew um, in the the Aeroflow series. backing her, supporting her, and giving her, you know, whatever advice I can. So, yeah. you know, um, it was it was actually really good when she when she was doing her testing, everybody was there, you know, well, everybody who was in Sydney was yeah. there supporting and, um, and being a part. So speaking of your yeah. children, what, what about Connor? Is he being groomed for anything in particular at the moment? <laughs> yeah. Look, we've been modifying Emma's car. Yep. Um grooving we've painted it given it a different paint scheme we've modified it to get him in emma had a seat pull in the yeah. car because she was small and we've had all the the pedals move forward um we've put connor in the car and it's a mckinney car where the connor where the cage is quite big and the seat's quite big yeah um we basically could leave all that alone the only thing that we had to do with him is um, adjust the steering and the bar that goes over the from the chassis rail to the chassis rail that hold the steering. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to have to modify the tin work. So 
Okay. Um, Connor and I got a project of our own. We're going to um, we're going to Gazanats this weekend. We're taking the Monaro and we're going with Philly G. So oh, Philly we've, G. Uh, we're playing, yeah, we're playing with that and playing with the old one tunner. We've dragged out the old one tunner, which you guys all remember. We do. Well, that was my um, next question, although, actually. Yeah. yeah, well, the one tunner's just had the motor put back in it, which is after uh, five years, I think, um, or four years since uh, the motor's been in it. And uh, I'll probably fire it up in the next couple of nights no, okay. um, to to go and possibly put it back on the street, maybe go down, do some stuff, you know, at the, um, go maybe go down the motorplex, take it for a run here and there, take okay. it to things like Gazanats, um, you know, the West Coast Nats, things like that, um, yeah. and maybe the Power Cruise. And we've, um, we've also, um, for Connor, got the old, um, it's actually... Eddie Rowe's old yellow one-tonner from the Ravenswood in the old days. It's actually the chassis mm-hmm. um, with a different body on it. We've just had uh, – it had a roll cage in that in it, which we weren't 100% happy with, which we've cut it out and had Blackie put a decent cage in it. Yep. Um, and we've been talking with our old mate, Gonzo, um, Maddie. Yep. Um, Maddie Whiteside, and um, it looks like we're going to put the combo – out of his HR oh, wow. in this car. Oh, look out. Jeez, We're putting uh, radials on it, begs a lot. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, except. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be... Another... I'll, like, I'll, like I was with Emma, I'll be in the corner or over hiding behind the toilets making sure everything's all good. So the idea is to get that going, uh, we'll go out and race it. We spoke to Maddie that, you know, we'll try and um, get it going. We'll try and get it set up, you know, to hopefully run into the nines, maybe the mid-nines and, um, you know, try and keep it safe. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like big. <laughs> that'll, run in, that'll run into the nines with the blower belt off of it. Yeah, I know, but we're going to take it easy. You know, if we want it to to be something that we can take it down, race it, you know, possibly maybe at some point, maybe try and dip it into the eights. But, you know, it'll be more a case of, you know, letting Connor have a drive. Oh, God, he's playing this down, Nick. He's playing this down. This is a seven-second combo all day, every day. Hey, hey Anthony, you know, this sounds, you know what this sounds like? This actually sounds like you're putting the old band back together. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's, it's very reminiscent <laughs> of, got of a movie. He's probably got the Chevy Love stashed away somewhere, too. Yeah, well, i tell you what, if anybody knows where the old Chevy Love is, I'd love to get it back. <laughs> That's one of those things that I'd love to get it back and put a chassis in it and a blow on small block in it. So, um, but uh, you know, that's that's one of those things for down the track. But you know, this this will be a bit of fun, I think. And you know, for us who've um, you know, my family and my kids have have sort of been dragged in. You know, this was our grassroots, wasn't it, Gonzo? Like the old days of yeah, that's right. It, things like that. That's and, where we. Know, we started, you know, when that photo um, was on the front page of the paper, as people were rolling through the office, you know, everyone would say, oh, wow, did you see this? And and yeah. I thought to myself, I grew up racing this guy. Like, this yeah. guy 
is someone that we, we went through the super street, the super sedan. We dabbled in the, the, the comp super stock, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. We did all of that together and um, I've got many, many fond memories. And then watching you go into the nitro ranks, you know, I, I was I was proud of the fact that I'd been there through all the other stuff side by side doing laps with you because, you know, no, to, to me, the, the stuff that you've done, like, you know, look, Zap's a mate of mine and I think the stuff that he's done is amazing, but the depth that you've got in all the different classes and, and in the Nitro, because ultimately we all, and, you know, we used to talk about it when we were racing Super Street. Where do we want to end up? Driving a Nitro funny car. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. where you want to end up, you know? So, no, um, it, yeah, it's been amazing watching it. Yeah, look, and it's been, um, it's definitely been a good run. There's, you know, there's always things like that. I'd uh, I'd love to have a chance at winning an Australian championship, and I guess we would all like to have something like that. You know, years ago um, when we first bought out the funny car, if you remember that Gonzo back all that way, and um, don't worry, mate, I still haven't forgotten. I've still got your gearbox here that uh, everybody Gonzo has uh, sponsored me for the last getting close to ten years for a gearbox uh, Lenko gear. Uh, <laughs> a Lenko box and a clutch can, <laughs> which I've still got possession of, but I know who owns it. <laughs> so, um, you know... I, I think uh, that you guys really had a good crack um, with that, but but the thing is, both of us have got businesses and you've been pretty lucky in being involved with the Baileys and being involved with uh, Cowan because... That kind of allows you to still spend a bit of time at work rather than, you know, trying to... You know, when you were running the double-A deal, you had the potential there, but then to take that on the road and do the rounds and have all the spares with you and everything else, it's just mammoth. Um, But unfortunately, that's that's what you... You've got to give up a year of your life to chase that championship, and it's kind of... You know, if we're in America and we're all professionals... You'd do it because you'd have the sponsorship to do it, but to do it here and still run your business, it's just a it's a hard slog. And and you know, hats off to all the people that have managed to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It is definitely a hard slog because I remember that year when we'd done all right at the Western Tier, and I think we went over to um, we went over east, um, and I think we went into the winters, and. Um, realistically, we just couldn't get a handle on the car with the track. We were trying to get our heads around how sticky the track was there and we were struggling with wheel speed. Um, you know, by the time we'd finally started to get it sorted out, it was all too late. We, we'd come round to first round and we'd, uh, we'd ended up qualifying pretty bad. And we, I think we got the number one or the number two qualifier who was the guy who was just behind us in the championship. And uh, I just never forget... He, uh, we pushed him that hard that um, he had no way of saving his index. And I just remember thinking, you know, he's gone one up on us now. Um, there's no way that we could win the championship by not, by go, not going any further. And I just I remember pushing him that hard that it, it knocked him out of contention as well and allowed it for a couple of other guys um, to come through, you know. So that was probably the closest we would have but you know it's one of those things that I'd still like to to have a crack at a championship um maybe top fuel uh, not 100% sure we're 
you know, they're things that we're looking at and that sort of thing. But um, um, it's become a lot. When we first got in and had a crack at Top Fuel, you know, our stuff, which was our older gear then, was um, we could, we had the car, we had the thing just going down the track. It wasn't the quickest car, but back then, you know, it was we're winning good one races in that short period of time because we we had the consistency. Yeah. Um, you know, now if you want to have a crack at Top Fuel, you know, guys like Santo, the Lamartinas, you know, Peter Zibris and and some of those guys, even though it's not a big group, it's a group that's um, put a lot of money into developing mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing and, uh, you know, some of those passes they're doing are every bit as quick as what they're going in America, you yeah. know, so... 100%, 100% big. And look, we're, um, we're certainly, even after this blow-up, we're, we're certainly not done with the funny car. There's things we want to do. We've uh, had a guy, um, Adam, who actually ran in Rory's other car here. Um, he's been uh, testing in our spare car mm-hmm. um, and getting his license, gaining his license in our spare car, which is the silver one. And, you know, we're, um, we're at the moment looking at bodies, TJ, a sort of come to us with a um, a couple of um, options for bodies and that was asked him while he was over here earlier in the year before all this happened if he could keep an eye out for bodies. Um, and so we've got people looking. So ultimately, the thing is, we'll, we'll probably try and get that car going, uh, get the cars going again. You know, if we had another body the other weekend, we would have been back out because we had all the stuff to fix up by the body. Yeah, okay. So um, we, we definitely... Jeez, that's incredible. Been- that's incredible. Yeah, but look, you know, we've had we've had some worse fires than that. You know, there's um there's one floating around YouTube, which is probably one of the funniest things you'll ever see if you if you ever had a chance to see it. It was when we had the purple body on after on the spare car after we toasted the car in Queensland. Uh, sorry, in Sydney, um, it was only probably three. Oh, yeah, it would have been that Christmas after that, so probably, I don't know, I can't remember where it was, probably six months later, and we took the car to New Zealand, and I remember the second pass in New Zealand, um, we had this, a similar sort of thing, where the, the car's exploded, the body's gone up, um, and then I've ended up in the grass on the side of the track at probably 230, 240 mile an hour. And um, that was... Uh, it, it got my attention, but uh, there was a video floating around of it, which was actually pretty cool because it actually looks from the from the camera. It looks like the body's exploded, and looks like the whole car's jumped a meter off the ground and then come back down, and then all you can see is just these grass and these little yellow daisies just going everywhere, you know. <laughs> so uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool, but that was probably worse than this uh, fire we had here. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was when we were testing in America. Um, when we were testing, we tested at Bakersfield um, just before we uh, before we tried to qualify in Vegas and Pomona, I think, in 2016. Um, we, uh, we'd had a big blow-up there, and, um, and that was a huge blow-up. And um, we, weren't actually, we weren't actually sure because all the NHRA officials were uh, were were 
were basically observing the past to see if we were good enough to go and race the next weekend. And, um, you know, the car made the speed that they wanted to see. The only problem is um, I went through the finish line with no parachutes. The car was on fire. It had exploded. And um, my brand-new suit that was, like, three hours old had burn marks all over it. And uh, I remember going back to these NHRA officials and saying, listen, yeah, I guess we're done for next weekend, eh? And... uh, and one of the officials was coming back up the uh, the road and uh, coming back up the track, had a look at the track, and he said to the official, um, I said, oh, how was that? Yeah, I said, uh, obviously, that ain't going to get us in the field. And he goes, with that driving, um, he said, you didn't panic, you had the explosion, your chutes didn't open, you managed to pull the car up, turn the car around. And he said, oh, how many rods did you kick? And I said, oh, we kicked three rods. And uh, he goes, and not a drop of oil on the track. We'll see you next weekend. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> Common sense prevails. Uh, really no, we, we thought we were done, but um, the NHRA officials at the, at work were really good and really uh, and just said to us, you know, you guys went quick enough. You had an explosion. You didn't panic. You got the car off the track safely. You mm. know, you had no shoots. So that's sometimes what we like to see in yeah. uh, in driving, but you don't actually get to see it. So, yeah, so the next weekend at Vegas was great, except we pulled the car apart that night and we had blocks going all over the place and heads going other places to, to get fixed. And we had to make new wiring harnesses because we completely toasted it. And I just remember rolling out in Vegas in the, this truck and trailer we'd hired. Everybody's rolling out their pristine race cars we're rolling out this burnt out heap of crap from the weekend before. <laughs> Thanks for looking at it. Are you guys I could, have, I could <laughs> just imagine John Force and, and Schumacher going, ah, oh, looks like the Aussies are in town. Yeah, that's it. And the funny thing about what it was, it, the funny thing is it was, it, it was uh, you know, we rocked up on the Wednesday night and we had to qualify Friday afternoon. And um, we were rolling out and everybody was just shaking their heads and looking at us. And, you know, we'd had dramas with the car, getting it through customs and that. And we still had to fit the double latch system and all that sort of thing. But all the crew hooked in and uh, we had the car inspected Friday morning and uh, we were out qualifying Friday afternoon. So, you know, it ended up being a a big job, but, uh, you know, it ended up being really good. and, And that car... You know, that car, which is the car that just blew up, ended up doing really well yeah. over there. I mean, it didn't qualify, but it was a tough field to qualify in, I think. Mm. You know, uh, that Pomona one, I think we run in the low 20s, um, uh, 420s, which was um, would have qualified us in just about every meeting. Um, and then uh, we went to Pomona, the next one, and... Uh, was the same thing, and you know we run a fourteen, um, a, a four fourteen there. Um, the blower belt was off of it at about eight hundred foot. And, wow! Um, and and at the time we were running the standard headers. Um, yeah. Which uh, not the the laid back. Uh... We weren't the laid back, and you know we had guys like John Collins and and Tim Wilkerson and that, that were just really supportive of us and said, you know what, if you get, if you put the laid-back headers on, you know, 
they're good for a tenth of a second. I go, really? Is that is that? Yeah, true? that's what they reckon, Biggs. That's what they well, reckon. I've heard that from them. Yeah, when we bought the car to Perth last year, um, we had the laid back headers on, and we'd been given, we'd been told what to do. Um, and you know the three thirty foot passes that we had done last year definitely um, gave us the impression that it was going to be close to the tenth of a second that they were talking. Mm. Wow! Yeah. So, when they started using those, that really it it just was incredible the performance gain. You know, it was yeah. overnight the cars were quicker. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just shows you, know, you how was, much rust is coming out of those pipes when you're making 10,000 horsepower. Yeah, definitely. You know, a tenth of a second just for laying eight pipes back on a bit more of an angle is... It's huge. <laughs> is, is incredible. So, incredible. And, Absolutely the incredible. The thing with it is, is um, you know, we were told, um, put the pipes on, put 40 pounds of weight over the front and and hang on. That was exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you gotta love the Americans because they tell it how it is. So you know, <laughs> it was pretty cool, and that's exactly what it is. You know, and we've had dramas with this car since blower belts and things like that. We've had guys in America like Tim Wilkerson that's um, been really supportive and really helping us try and get through it. Um, and you know, it's um, we've really got a lot of unfinished business with this car because we. We really think that um, we can get the car going, so it's quick enough to, you know, qualify in the in the top 14 in America. Mm-hmm. And if we can get it to that point, you know, um, we would like to take it back. You know, like take it back and leave it over there for a while, and, and you know, go over there two or three meetings a year and and just have a crack. Yeah, you know, that'd be very cool, Big. Be. Uh, I guess that's the dream of any drag racer. Yeah. yeah, look, and it's the same thing, Gonzo. You know, you and I both know there's a lot of things that um, we've all done in life. And you know what? If you didn't have that dream and you didn't have the drive, you know, sometimes you'll make it happen no matter what. And, uh, you know, if we want it bad enough, it'll happen, you know. And that's that's what I say to my kids, you know. I know Emma's got, got uh, ideas of, you know, when she finishes uni, She's on her way to America, America to have a go, you know, and good on her. Yeah, definitely. So, right. And that's really you know, what you got to do. You got to, you got to just go. I'm going to have a crack at this, and and um, yep. you know the 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 Cinderella stories that you hear from guys like Crampton and that that you know basically went there and said, I don't care if I just have to sweep the floor in the workshop. Um, yep. I just want to be near, near these things, and you know he yep. he got his opportunity. He got his opportunity twice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. no, that's it, and and you know, that's it. it, you know. And knowing Emma, she's um, she's definitely got the gift of the gab, she can talk away into anything. So, I'm not putting it past her. Uh, you know, last time I had a bet with her, it, um, it cost me her driving my one tunnel when she was 16 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, um. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying she can't do anything because anything she'll put her mind to, she'll have a crack at. Yeah. She'll make it happen. No, so yeah, no. So it's good. It's a. It's a good life, and you know, you do get these things like these blow ups now and again. But you know, we're having fun, and as I said, we 
we're going to have this cracker going back to our grassroots a little bit with a, a blowing you. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Now that sounds that sounds awesome, Anthony. That really does. One one thing I just want to chat about before we finish up, Anthony, is yeah. we we talked about your depth of work in drag racing. I think it's important to note your depth of work outside of drag racing, and in particular, you work with a variety club. You sit on the chair for the yeah. variety club. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yep. I'm uh, I'm the the chairman or the chief barker of variety. Yes, yeah. you, you've been doing that for a considerable amount of time. I think uh, at least ten years. Yeah. Is that is that more or more than that? Uh, uh, mate, I I've been doing it since I was twenty two. So yeah. I've been involved in variety since I was twenty two. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, the new and the old, and especially the old, have, have watched me grow up. Yeah, you know, in variety. Um, but I have been sitting on the board for eight years. So I've been sitting on the board of Variety for eight years, and we've seen some tough times like we all do in business. Yep. And, you know, now it was my turn to step up to the plate and uh, and make it count. So, you know, now I've, um, I've got the top job in Variety. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, and I think that's a story that probably needs to be told as well. I think when we talk drag racing, we probably, a lot of people from the outside probably... Um, a stereotype um, a lot of drag races uh, but your work that you do outside of drag racing is phenomenal and I know you've been part of the variety club for a long time and a lot of a lot of work for charity just tell us a bit about yeah. I know that the car the car rallies are some of the things you do what, what are some of the other things you do there the variety's got a, a lot of a different arms to it you know fundraising and uh, it does a lot of fundraising which yeah. obviously the ultimate Aim is to is to get money to to give children and you know all, what variety is all about is is granting children uh, children that really slip through the cracks mm. you know things that you know there's you know wheelchairs and uh, and vehicles um, with uh, that are um, set up for wheelchairs and and that sort of thing for families who really can't afford them and you know there's a lot of um, you know, there is a, a seem to be a lot of money in disability. Yeah. You know, the government does put a lot of money in disability, but unfortunately, um, there's a lot of kids um, that that fall through the cracks. Yeah. And uh, you know, with variety, our aim is to uh, is to just try and make as many kids um, as we can fulfil. Um, as many kids' dreams and, and make their lives and their families' lives easier. Yeah. And, and that, that's what variety is all about, you know. Yeah. You know, as I said, as we've, we've had a tough couple of years. We've, we've stepped up, um, you know, we've, we've tried to uh, get as much money as we can in in, in an economy that's, uh, that's pretty tough. Mm. But um, you know, we've, had, we've had a couple of uh, events that are, are failures over the last, uh, year or so, we, had, we were involved with the Christmas carols um, uh, in town, and uh, you know we lost a lot of money not last Christmas, the Christmas before, as um, that we'd put up because it rained. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was at that time of the year, and and there was a storm came through, and you know that was a lot of money that uh, you know the board members and the and the member base in general variety. Was so gutted with because you know we're all about giving money um, mm. and giving kids changing children's lives where 
you know, this is, um, we just couldn't do it. You know, we just lost their money, you yeah. know, and it, and it was, it was really gut wrenching. And, you know, we're recovering from it now. It's a hard slog to recover, but, you know, everybody's putting in 110% to do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do do a lot of things. Obviously, our flagship um, event is the bash, which yeah. is what uh, us car enthusiasts love. You know, Jane and my wife have um, were involved in um, starting the car cruise, which is a, a street machine classic mm. hot rod thought, um, event, which is a four-day event, which is in uh, – we go a different place in West Australia for four days. Yeah. You know, we spent a lot of time. We've um, we we take a crew with us of mechanics. We take officials. We take tilt trays. We take everything because we don't want to leave any vehicles on the side of the road. Yeah. As we know, it's hard enough for a lot of people that have got you know some mm. of these vehicles that you love. You don't want to be leaving them on the side of the road if something happens. Yeah, so, You know, so there are uh, a lot of those are our main fundraisers, and we do things like balls, and we do all sorts of events. Um, through variety, but um, you know we run, we give a lot of kids money, um, and uh, throughout the state we've got a couple of different um, regions. We've got up in the northwest or midwest, we've got Kel, um, we've got Kelton, uh, which um, they organise and, and do, get a lot of money in. Yeah. Um, we've got Kelton as well, which is the same thing. And you know these guys get the money in, and then it's all about trying to spread it out through mm. the, the community where we can. But, um, you know, we also run a lot of programs as well with a variety. You know, there's a lot of things that fall between the cracks. So, like, you you know, um, we have, like, motor mouth camps, which is something that helps uh, a lot of kids that have got um, communication disabilities. You know, we've got, uh, we have trained staff there that will spend a weekend with the family and we'll give them iPads and, and, and communication um, devices where they can they can type in um, you know whatever they want to say mm-hmm. and the kids will uh, and, and it'll talk for them so yeah, okay. you know we do okay. a lot of sort of thing as well through variety so there's a, a lot of those things that there's a lot of needs through the community that you know we just variety does and uh, yeah. it's such a good thing and as you could imagine as you could imagine uh, by the sounds of me, I'm pretty passionate about it, and uh, we we do spend a lot of work in it. My family and uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of drag races. Um, you'd be surprised how many drag races have got behind it. Yeah. Um, with us, and um, you know, they spend their weekends, you know, mm. raising money and and uh, and getting it in and bringing it in, and you know, it's it's just great. Yeah, no, it is. It's magnificent work you, you you're doing there, and uh, it's it's a credit to you and, and your family as well. I know, I know you've been involved for a long time, and your family's been involved for a long time, and, and not just yeah your parents, but also your your immediate family as well, your wife and children. So, it's a credit to you, Anthony. Hey, look, Anthony, no, I, 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 I don't want to keep you too much longer. I've got one last question for you. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Is it true your first car was a Volvo? Mate, I'm looking at it right now. But you still got it. <laughs> yeah, I've still got it. So was, you're uh, kidding, right? You still got it. Mate, it's sitting down the back of my Connor and I are actually sitting in my workshop at the moment 
loading up the semi-trailer to go to Gaza. Well, he's loading it up, and I'm having fun talking yeah. on the phone. So, oh, when's, when's the Volvo coming back out, Biggs? When's the Volvo coming well, back out? You know what? I looked at it the other week and thought, I've got to get Club Rego on that, and if I can um, talk to my mate Sam Rhodes, who, um, poor old Sam, I'm just trying to line up car after car after car for him to paint, which... He's, uh, he's, I don't think he's really into it nowadays because uh, it's not the way to go of a panel beater, spray yeah, painter, no, any more business. No. Um, they don't make any money, but, um, you know, if I could get Sam, I could keep Sam busy for the next 20 years, but I don't think poor old Sam would make any money out of me, unfortunately, because he's such a nice guy. <laughs> he's a lovely guy. Is it this 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 podcast has been a, a flashback? Really, we've had some names: Matthew Whiteside, Philly G, Sam Rhodes. So some old old names been rehashed in this in this pod. Yeah, Gonzo. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, no, none of the millennials will know who we're talking no, about. Gonna, that's what I'm going to say. This is uh... you've missed you've missed Eddie Tassoni. Yeah, Ed. Well, you know what, Ed, old Ed, he's a legend, old Ed. <laughs> so, George. George Saparovich, another one you missed. Yeah, yeah George. That's it. There's plenty of Alan, Alan George, Kirk. Yeah, that's it. Or Captain you know, Kirk, as he's known by many. There's still a, still a few that are running, you know. You, you got Al McClure that's still running down there. Yes, you know, yeah. Yes. There's still a few of the old crew, and, you know, as we know, Gonzo, that's our grassroots, and mm. you'll never forget that. And, uh, I hope no, we all we all started off racing basically our streetcars, and then um, our streetcars, you know, progressed to the point where they weren't streetcars anymore. Yeah. That's it. And, and you, you end know, up with a Hemi eventually. That's it, exactly. But sometimes you might keep your old stuff, like you and I've got. As I said, I've got my old Volvo there, and you know, I'm looking at the one tonner at the moment, which was. Uh, I remember picking that up with my dad um, from Melville Motors Holden in 1979. Um, oh, it was wow. actually a milk truck. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, I still got the old beach buggy. Uh, I still got the old beach buggy and I still got the uh, XY, so I hear you. <laughs> we'll never get rid of her. Maybe one day. We might uh, be able to find a big factory unit we can uh, all sit them in and uh, they can be uh, a part of the old uh, drag racing heritage maybe in 30 years' time. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a man shed, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it certainly would. I mean, it's like our man shed here now. We look at it, there's uh, there's all sorts of stuff in there. There's a couple of funny cars, a couple of one-tonners. There's Connor's got his Trans Am, which is in a million bits. Yep. But he's uh, he's an apprentice diesel mechanic now, so uh, this is a part of his life and learning and training. So um, yeah, you know, it's a good uh, it's a good thing. We wouldn't change it. We wouldn't change our life for anything. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> or our mates. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Anthony. Look, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll let you go. And uh, yep. look, we really appreciate right, your right. time. And thanks for coming on. And it's great to hear that you're okay after the fire. And that uh, it's business as usual at the Begley household. And um, yep. oh, when's the next Outlaw Nitro Funny Car? Aeroflow Outlaw uh, Nitro I Funny believe Car? I'm actually uh, heading the, the weekend of the Western National. So okay. I'm actually leaving Wednesday yep. in uh, the Prime Over. 
to take back to Queensland. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm leaving there. I'm going to um, going to Swan Hill to race. Yep. And, uh, and basically straight after Swan Hill, I'm leaving and heading to go to Queensland and the old Kenworth and um, and race car trailer to drop it up there and then yeah, fly okay. home. So yeah, so not Swan Hill. Yeah. Swan Hill, the radial mecca. Yep, I've never been there, but uh, actually looking forward to it, and uh, it'd be uh, it'd be another one of those, I'm sure, great country events that we do with it with the aero flow. Big I heard I heard that the VHT flows down the track at Swan Hill. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I I heard that it's uh, it's got a thousand foot of concrete. Um, mate, I, all I know is that uh, Harry Haig with that um, big heavy HQ, he's gone one one zero to sixty foot on three one fives on ten inch rims, yeah, right? That's, so that's pretty stout. That's that's pretty amazing when you when you look at it, you know. So uh, I wouldn't mind doing a blast with the BA down there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, hopefully, I'll tell you what, Biggs, maybe we should load it in your trailer. It's ready to go. Why not? <laughs> it's ready to go. Well, that'll be the go. We can take it over there and we can leave it over there. Maybe do something in Queensland. Maybe do something in... I reckon I'd enjoy the road trip. Hey? We'll have to have a chat about it later, Big. <laughs> no worries, buddy. Anytime. <laughs> you know I owe you, Gonzo, with all the years of help. All right, Anthony, we'll let you get back to helping Connor loading loading up those cars, and we really appreciate your time on the podcast tonight. Mate, mate, thanks for the walk down memory lane. It was was a blast. No worries. always, always good. Thanks, guys. Take care, Anthony. All the best. See ya. Bye. See you, mate. Hey, Simon, just quickly, now that we've finished up with Anthony, just quickly, let's have a quick chat about Lights Out 10. I was two one-hundredths off my prediction. I, I felt that the fives, the 50s, sorry, were were a, a sure thing at Lights Out 10. There wasn't to be. It was yeah, a 61. Three, three, 3.59, Nick. 3.59, you, uh, you made your point that you saw it happening. And I've been saying for a long time that, you know, yes, there is, there is a little bit of room there for performance improvement, yeah. but it's all going to come down to track conditions and ambient conditions. I, I feel that they had near-perfect conditions there. They did, yeah. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of talk that the next meeting, which is not too far away... One month. We're probably definitely going to see a 50. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's a it's a foregone conclusion, to be honest. Uh, look, hats off, Alex uh, Alex Laughlin, we, we poked a little bit of fun at him about a year or so ago about his Street Outlaws foray, um, but he delivered the goods. Did you, I mean, it was a double-O for light in the final against Daniel Farris, who did an 015 light as well. And... Um, Alex got the uh, whole shot on him. Amazing final. It was really... These cars are really off the planet. And the number one qualifier went out in the semi on a red light, 006 red light. So that was a tough tough gig for it him. Just, it shows you how much hook is in the track if you go on red yeah. on a pro tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like... Because, I mean, we work on the assumption that there's about three tenths in the car mm. in the rollout um, and you can see that actually if you look at our data log you can see that I lift 
at about 7.8 seconds into the run. Yeah. Um, and you're going, well, hang on a minute, it was a 7.50 run. Well, that's because there's about three-tenths in the rollout. Mm. So I guess if the track's really hooky and you're going 0.9 to 60, uh, the, you know, you run the risk of going red. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, certainly. Yeah. But, I mean, I, look, hats off to him. Um, his job is a driver, obviously. Yeah. You know, that's, that's his what he does. And uh, he certainly earned his money that night. Yeah, one fifty thousand dollars. Fifty yeah, fifty thousand for lights out ten. Yeah, yeah, hundred thousand in the next month for uh, Sweet Sixteen. But one thing I forgot to mention: Daniel Farris, uh, crew man on that team, Grant O'Rourke, West Australian, proud West Australian, was crewing for Daniel Farris. They went all the way to the final as well, and just come up ever so short. So great to see Grant there in the now, lot of the footage. Now was that the Ikanu no, Lexus? No, Daniel does have that car, but he wasn't using that car in uh, Radio versus the World. He was using, it was a blue Mustang. He had the uh, PLR 548 in the Mustang. So that's what he chose to use there. Um, some outstanding performances. Stevie Fast come up against Boss Man, Jeff Sitton, in the um, second round and uh, beat, beat the Boss in that case, and then come up against number two qualifier in round three, Timmy Slavens, and uh, fell short there. Um, Timmy was looking pretty good as well. He was the number two qualifier, so it was pretty stout all weekend. Amazing performances. I, I know we didn't see anyone dip into the fives, but these guys are regularly, a lot of guys running 60s the whole way through eliminations. No problem at all. So Yeah, was... and I think the qualifying, the... Um... The top eight were all in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, look, yeah, it was an amazing event from um, amazing event from the, the Duck. I actually sent him a photo, to be honest, of, of the BA with a Cheeto sticker on there. I haven't heard back from him yet, but uh, I'm curious to know what he what he thinks of our Cheetos radio car. <laughs> <laughs> so no that's that's pretty cool so yeah no i just wanted to touch off on that because i know that's a that's i mean unfortunately it was at the same time as we were racing on the weekend but um i caught up with it all uh last night um because i still have a lot of interest for that event and as it would turn out as soon as the event finished they had a massive storm come through so it worked out well worked out well for them the other forgot, sorry, the other guy I forgot to mention, Wade Wade Wagstar from Australia. He uh, qualified, uh, didn't make it past the first round, lost on a 380, 382s. Unfortunately, just are not going to win your races anymore. And that, that's the Commodore. No, that's no, Wade has a fifty seven Chev, the orange one. Jet Jet Martin has the Commodore. He didn't go. He didn't attend. He didn't go over. He didn't go, right? No, no. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Wade Wagstaff is a 57, orange 57 shed. He hails from Brisbane. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, 80s aren't going to get you a win. It's interesting, not much tyre smoking or a lot of guys got out of the groove. You either ran, you, most of the cars got down the track. So it was re really good to see. Really good to see. Good event. Hats off. All right, Simon. Look, I will uh, we'll finish off this podcast here. Um, so I'm off to Race Wars next for the next podcast. You'll be at the Western Nationals, so we'll um, we'll have to try and do something while we're there. And um, but I'll see you beforehand, no doubt. And um, any any parting messages to anyone out there before you head off to Western Nationals? Uh, 
Oh, just, just um, well, I haven't entered yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I may have jumped so, well, the gun. I'm still umming and ahhing. Yeah, I'm still umming and ahhing about it, um, uh, mainly because I'm so tired. Well, there's no, there's no radials. You understand? There's no radial race at the Western Nationals either. No, we're gonna. If we run the car, we'll probably run it in top sportsman. Yeah. Um, and and more than anything, just to see how you know the uh, the the new system that we're going to try works. Whether that that will allow us enough control to get the car going. Um, unfortunately, you know the the track. Uh, not that there was anything wrong with the track, it's just prepared differently for a radial car as opposed to um, a slick. And as such, it's impossible for us to put down um, the power that we've got. We were actually leaving with zero degrees of timing Mm. and it still blew the tyres off. So, um, you know, you've got nowhere to go after zero. Uh, If you start going negative timing, you're probably going to put the panels out of the supercharger. So... The way I ended up driving it, I want to try and simulate that mechanically. When we first built the car, we had an air throttle on the car. Unfortunately, I've loaned it to someone, and um, I, I'm not sure who, and I haven't seen it again. We've had some great, generous offers. Mark yeah. Offal um, you know, offered up uh, the system that, that uh, uh, he uh, that came with the Nova. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also had um, uh, Dave and Tracy DeJager, Nitrous Nano Racing, um, offer us up some stuff. I'm actually trying to build my own. Okay. Um, Ken, Ken Lowe uh, is sending over some bits and pieces, and I'm going to try and machine some stuff up. Uh, I'd like to buy the Beyondo one, but by the time we got it here, and with the way the Aussie dollar is at the moment, mm. it's you know I'm I'm pretty broke. This yeah. whole month has um, yeah. has cost me a fair bit to get that car together. Yeah. Uh, but you know we'll have a crack. Because, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the track's going to be no different at the last meeting where they do run the radial round. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, you know, if we can get it to go down a hot, sticky, uh, a hot, sorry, sorry, not sticky, a hot, slidey um, or greasy sort of, uh, you know, day track hmm. um, on at the Westerns in qualifying, then, you know, we should be able to put some numbers down at the last meeting and, and have a good crack to get, get the car into the sixes. I think it's a bit unrealistic for us to um, expect that it's going to run fives. Yeah. Not because it, it, it can't do it. I'm sure that we've got enough power um, to do it. It's just a matter of trying to, you know, do that. And that's why I wasn't joking when I said about going to Swan Hill because those guys, that's a radial-friendly track. They, mm. don't, um, they don't mind putting the glue down. And like I said, if you can get a big, heavy HQ to go 1-1, yeah. Um, you know, then you really got the potential there to go dip into the one O's with something like the BA, hmm. and that should, uh, you know, put you in contention for a five-second pass. But we'll see how we go. At at the end of the day, um, I think considering everything, I'm really happy. And and what I'm most thankful is the the crew, uh, in particular Brenton Baxter, uh, Gavin Elms, and and uh, you know Scotty Bryson. Um, Miliano, yeah, uh, Miliano, Trev. Yeah, Trev. They they just pushed on. They really pushed on, and they they weren't taking no for an answer. I'd thrown in the towel. The car had broken me. I, I was fatigued. My hands were all swollen from all the cuts and and uh, burnt from the hot transmission fluid. I um, just wanted to 
uh, go home and spend some time with my family mm. and, you know, basically uh, lick my wounds. Those guys pushed on. Um, big shout-out to John Zapier and, and Stephen Delcaro. Basically told Brenton, take whatever you need out of the truck. Yeah. Uh, so they, they jury-rigged some fittings up so we could um, sort the, uh, the leak uh, from the faulty fitting that we had and uh, get back out there. And, and you know, look, it wasn't... Um, the six-second runs that, mm. you know, I'd, I'd envisage we'd be able to do. And I reckon 100%, you know, the data log's there. Thanks for posting that up, Nick. No problem. It's a champion move for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was poor driving on that last run. I, I think because the first run, you know, the, the none of the electronics did what, well, they did what they were meant to do, yeah. but it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, um you know, the decision to, to turn them off, um, and I, I got A to B, even though I had about five or six stabs at the throttle, um, what unsettled me was what the car did through the um, the braking area when uh, it felt like I was a rag doll in an Alsatian's mouth the way I got thrown around. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I got out of the car thinking, well, the new wing's obviously not working. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And in amongst all of that happening, the car, you know, um, getting thrown around by the parachutes. There was an almighty bang. There was some banging and clanging under the car and the um, splitter had been torn clean off the car. Yeah. Now, after reviewing all the data and having a bit of a think about it, I think that I actually gave the car too much downforce. Yeah. And uh, that, because it had so much downforce at the front, that probably unsettled the rear of the car and the chutes you know, then had the opportunity to lift the car off the ground. So on that last run, I think it was a little bit tentative because I was thinking, I wonder what this thing's going to do when I open it. Thankfully, um, it did nothing. Yeah. It was as boring as it uh, just went gun barrel down the track. So I probably could have got on the gas at around the two and a half second mark, mm. you know, two and a half to four around there somewhere. And that would have been like a 660, 650 um, sort of run, probably a 220, 230, somewhere around there. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the car's in one piece. Yeah. Um, we kept it off the wall. We got a lot more understanding, and I'll tell you what, a lot more respect for the radial races, mm. um, you know, n not just over in the U.S., but at our track here in particular because, um, you know, you're not at a radial track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're at a regular track running a radial tyre. Mm. and I kid you not, it felt like I had 26-inch bicycle tyres on the back of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, a, a, a lot of respect to those guys that have managed to get their cars um, into the sevens on 275s because um, I know what it took for us to do it uh, with a 315. So, uh, But, you know, hey, we've got some data now. We've got a rough idea where we've got to go. Um you know, big shout out to all the, all the sponsors, Shift Kits Australia. Yeah. Jamie worked tirelessly to to help me through those bits and pieces. Uh, Stewie Bond from uh, WA Suspensions. Um, you know, every five minutes I was on the on the phone to him, chasing a different spring rate. Or yeah. you know, um, the, the Charlie and Sandra and the boys at SCM mm. uh, um, and uh, Brad Penn yeah. uh, Oil. You know, which we swear by that oil uh, for for not just the engine for the transmission as well and um 
you know, uh, yourself, Talk and Power, and, and all the crew, all the hours that, that went in yeah. over the last month to turn that car basically from, not just from a door slammer, but from, um, you know, a, a frame. I, I don't know if you finished editing the stop motion, but, um, you know, we went through putting that car together from a frame to get it over scrutineering and stripping it down, tweaking it to suit, the radial class, because obviously the tyres are a lot smaller, so mm. the suspension needs to be in a completely different spot. Um, and, you know, unless you were there, you really can't appreciate uh, how close to the wire we took it. We were making a new yoke for the tail shaft at around uh, 10.30 at night and fitting universal joints to the tail shaft at around about... Two in the morning, we were squaring and scaling the car, and we were loading it in the back of the truck at four thirty. I don't know if we're the supposed to say that. going on. I don't know if we're supposed to say that. It's probably not appropriate, but uh, yeah, that was that is no word of a lie. That car was going on the trailer at four four thirty. <laughs> I'm not in the back of the truck. Four thirty. Yeah, that is four thirty no in the morning. Nick was sticking Nick Nick and Asher was sticking the stickers on. If you have a look, if you get a chance to have a look, one side's straight, the driver's side is straight, <laughs> and the passenger side is on an angle <laughs> because everyone was just so tired. And and you know I hadn't finished loading the truck. I was. I just said to everyone, we need to go home. I need to at least <laughs> get a couple get an hours hour sleep. sleep. But, I, um, you know what? And, you know, that, I'll be honest with you, Nick. My, my biggest fear um, after the oil leak, you know, because it, 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 didn't, it didn't feel right as it was going down the track because the electronics were doing some, some strange things. Um, but when the oil got under the tyre and yeah. it got sideways, uh, and it was only a tiny bit of oil, yeah. it, um, it made me sort of think, you know, you really shouldn't be driving this car when you're this tired yeah, and yeah. you can't think clearly. Yeah. So I, I went in the truck and had a lay down. I didn't have a sleep, but I just had a lay down and a de-stress session mm. and um, spent a little bit of time texting my wife and uh, gathered my thoughts up. And on the next run, I felt a little bit, you know, more comfortable. Yeah. And then when the chutes opened and it threw, threw me around, wasn't really too phased. I thought to myself, you know, yeah, I've been I've been here before. I've yeah. been, you know, with no shoots at over 200 mile an hour. I've been sideways, 90 degrees to the wall at 160 mile an hour. So I think I can gather this up and keep it off the wall. Mm. Um, I was more concerned about what I'd damaged. And, and, you know, the bottom line, once the splitter was gone, um, Gavin Elbs got the scissors out, trimmed off what was left and... Uh, you know, I said, you know what? Maybe we've made too much downforce. Let's just run it. And I feel I'm glad that we went back out. I'm glad that I got those three runs in. Yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable in the car. And I figure if I can do all of that with no sleep, then um, you know, the next meeting, if we're more prepared, we have the car loaded the day before, get a good night's sleep. Mm. You know, head down there fresh. Um, you know, we should be able to uh, move forward and. And, and kick another goal with it. Yeah. Um, the 200 mile an hour, 208, 209 mile an hour, uh, I think it's sort of, you know, showing us what we can potentially do. Now we just need to get the the first half of the track sorted. So yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. 
All right, Simon, look, we'll wind this one up, and thanks for your time for coming on tonight. I know we had to do this one by phone, but uh, we've all, we're all, I know you are, I'm, I'm still a little bit tired myself, so uh, we've done this one remotely, so uh, Matt, no, appreciate you coming on, and a big thanks to Anthony Begley and his family as well for coming on as well. All right, Simon, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. You will. All right, Nick, all right, take, take it care. easy, and uh, I'll, I'll see you at the track. See you, Simon. Take care. Talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.